Weird night of shows, man. They were both strange. Perhaps they are just strange and unusual. <laughs> I have no idea how this is going to... This has just been so... I'm, I'm just... I can't... I, 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 Yeah. It's a weird one, man. Like I said, I think it fucked me by having to do fucking two of these in one night. I've never tried to like do two series finales in one night before. And I think on a certain level, it's just broken my brain a bit. Yeah. It, it, it's weird to try to digest them both. I don't dude. know that I have enough emotional bandwidth to properly do them both on the same night, I think. Whatever. It's like, Gavin, not only do you have two girlfriends, but then you're going to propose to them both on the same day. Like, did right. you have to do that? Like, did there need to be that added degree of difficulty there? Right. Because then it gets to the point where neither one really matters. It's just kind of like... Yeah, so then you start working on the third one, and then all of a sudden you're married nine times. That's how it happens, man. You're caught up. That's fucking... And Rome might not even show up from whatever jerk dungeon he's being pity-spacked in. You've, uh, you've, you've fallen in love with our scheduling opportunities. Uh-huh. Hey, sir, uh, pardon me. Welcome uh, to Suck 10, we're... where we usually break down episodes of Succession in 10 minutes. But this isn't any ordinary episode. So I have something huge. I'm one of your hosts, Jamie G. Esquire, the fifth, and I've got a great set of face eggs, if I do say so myself. And I'm here with Magna Mills to break down the 10th episode of season four of Succession, the series finale, titled With Open Eyes. How are you handling the end of Succession, Mills? I mean, seriously. I don't think I've ever seen you move this fast. Jamie G, to be honest with you, man, I'm pretty sure that my testicles are on fire, but I literally haven't had time to check. Way to drop two series finales on the same night, HBO. Or should I maybe call you Max if I want to be nasty? I am Magnet Mills. Thank you for checking out Suck 10. That's S-U-C, the number one, the number zero. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on YouTube. We are presented by Regular Dudes Watch Stuff. Find us on social media at Dudes Watch Stuff. And again, wherever you get your pods, on YouTube, Dudes Watch Stuff, regular Dudes Watch Stuff. We are regular dudes and regular people make mistakes sometimes. Like, for instance, a, a pilot could forget the flaps when they're landing. You don't want to forget the flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. Helps other people find our show, find our channel. We really appreciate it. So we ask. If you had fun, give us that thumb. Please and thank you. And remember, this is a full-on spoiler show. Literally every single thing about Succession. Everything. I mean, because now it's 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 a wrap. It's all up for discussion. If you're somehow sick enough to begin your Succession journey by listening to podcasts covering the series finale before ever even watching an episode, bully for you. We look forward to listening to your podcast about the experience. Uh, Magna Mills, it's time for the final time to hit us with the episode details. I will do that, but I do want to note there were people on social media, there are people who do this that decided for their first ever episode of Succession, they were going to watch the finale and live tweet it, tweet it with everyone else, so uh, I, I appreciate you people out there. You're kind of crazy, but you're also kind of awesome. You're like a better version of Connor. This is Season 4, Episode 10, the 39th overall episode of Succession, titled With Open Eyes. Directed by Mark Mylod. This is the 16th episode of Succession that he has directed. Written by show creator, showrunner Jesse Armstrong. And the uh, predictably short and somewhat vague plot synopsis is, ahead of the final board meeting on the Waystar Gojo deal, Kendall and Shiv try to shore up their opposing interests and get a fix on the whereabouts of a physically and emotionally bruised Roman. Oh man, this is it. It's, it's the big one. It's time for the board meeting and we do have limited time, so... 
We need to start the clock and do this damn thing. Let's do this thing! Well, we'll kick it off here with our overall thoughts on this episode titled With Open Eyes. I mean, look, man, it was a doozy. And I'll tell you what, it, 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 it was a longer extended episode, but it didn't necessarily feel long. That's what she said. Uh, I thought it moved pretty quick. I liked it, but it was kind of one of those things where it's like, I wonder if we really needed that or, if, or what they were trying to get across there. Uh, the other thing is there wasn't a huge surprise here. I guess you could say that with a lot of different directions that they could have went. They went with this one. They did it. I, I think in the end, it, it, it achieved what they wanted to, kind of bringing the kids together, but they couldn't get out of their own ways and they end up sabotaging each other. And that's exactly what happened. It just felt more like kind of like the end of this, the, this season and they're going to come back with a new season. Um, but they're not. It's over. So, I, you know, I'm still digesting it, Magna Mills. Overall, I thought it was a great uh, episode of television. It, it, again, there's Succession does so many things good, and this one had all those things in it. I don't know that it's what I personally wanted, but I think over time I'll grow to grow to appreciate it more than I do maybe now. Um, but it leaves me wanting more. Let's just put it that way. And maybe that was an intent. Maybe that was intentional. I think you do generally want that feeling with a show that you would have wanted more that, you know, ideally they left while they still had a little bit something to give. You know, they don't go out at the absolute bottom or something like, like you know, like an athlete who hangs on way too long or whatever. Definitely not the case here. I, I do definitely have to point out once again, it's a masterfully made episode of television, despite it running 90 minutes. I mean, production quality looks great, as always sounds great. The acting is absolute top notch, best in the business. So all of that is great. It kind of like you, I don't really have a problem with the finale i think it more or less went as i expected it's like all right a non-roy sibling sits on the throne check connor gets cucked check we get kind of one final team up check which leads to a backstabbing check and a final appearance by logan roy and most of the supporting cast and whatnot check and check so even if i didn't get the specifics i don't think anything here was terribly surprising I, I definitely enjoyed it there's just something that doesn't quite sit perfectly i think maybe for me it's a little bit the idea that this whole season was crammed into what a week, 10 days, two weeks at the most. I think the time frame just messed with stuff because it feels like we're only getting this tiny peek into everything. And there's going to be so much that we didn't see before and we won't see after and that kind of thing. I think that's what you mean by the wanting more. I mean, I think we had the succession question answered, but for most of the characters, especially the, the Roy siblings are almost exactly back where they started the series. And you even kind of yeah. got that a little bit with Frank and Carl at the end. Like, what do you think? Do you want to go another round? You know, kind of like it's just the, the cycle starting over. And again, I think that's probably the intention in, you know, again, maybe you could argue this finale wasn't fun, but I do think the uh, the kitchen scene there, the, the meal fit for a king was incredibly fun. So it's hard yeah. to even call him out on that. I guess just on some level, I was waiting for more of a, a catharsis or an emotional release or something at the end. And you just never quite got it right it, you know maybe even a little bit similar to the you know minor spoilers for the sopranos i'm not gonna be specific but i think in that show sometimes just because of the particular note it ended on let people maybe feeling like there was another shoe to drop or something like that and i think there's a little bit of it here right yeah especially with that final scene on ken kind of as he's kind of just meandering around the park a lot like logan used to do honestly uh with with colin kind of following him a few a few feet behind as he just ponders kind of what's his purpose in life right and i think it kind of came 
to, 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 to full tuition for him, uh, fruition for him as he realized as he went down that elevator that everything he had, everything that he was meant to do his whole entire life was gone. And that's a big deal. And it just kind of leaves you wanting more with such a critical, you know, character here with, with Logan. And, and, you know, to a certain degree, he's going to take it harder than Roman and Shiv kind of wins kind of, but not really, you know, so it's kind of like, you know, we're left with kind of like what, where Ken is as he just kind of wanders through, man, is that going to be his life? Like, it just feels like there needed to be a little bit more uh, closure there. Let's uh, circle back around to that when uh, we'll get to Kendall in a, in a minute here, maybe so. Well, let's start with the new CEO and work our way down. Uh, what do you think about Tom being named CEO? It, it makes sense. I was pretty sure it was never going to be one of the Roy siblings that includes Connor. I think really the main candidates for me were probably Tom, Greg being the fun one, and then Frank, because he seemed to be the, the easiest compromise candidate, maybe if it came to that. I think it's fine. And Tom's exactly who he needs to be for Madsen, right? You got the idea as much as Madsen protested it. He hated that magazine with the picture of Shiv kind of pup being the puppeteer to him. And now he's on the other end. He told Tom straight up, I, I want a puppet, right? So he's there. Tom's there because he will yeah. willingly go down on the biggest member in the room. So, you know, I thought that was really interesting too. Even Madsen, I think at that point when he had that conversation was even trying to figure out with Shiv, not only what she thought of Tom, but what she was willing to say to him about Tom kind of. You know, I think he yeah. was kind of, you know, playing playing the angles better than we thought. I think they slow played Matson a little bit. They kind of switch on, is he smart, is he dumb? And, you know, I think he kind of landed looking pretty good here. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, maybe. How about you, man? Tom, CEO. It makes sense. It's If 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 Matson was to buy the company, Tom is the most logical choice. And that's kind of where it was kind of like, okay, well, it wasn't a huge surprise. We, you know, like we see that. Um, I think the bigger shocker would have been for – the deal to not go through and one, you know, and then the kids kind of take it right. That would have been the, the, the meat, but you know, I I'm, I'm fine with it. Tom will be a great CEO. He'll do everything right. He'll tow the company line. And really the control will lie with the new Logan, which is, which is Matson. So that leaves us to, to Shiv though, man. Um, you know, where is she now? Uh, that was the oddest like handhold I've ever seen in the car as they pull off there. Any thoughts on her turning on Kendall uh, at the board meeting? I mean, did that, surprise you at all it, it just seemed forced like kind of like why is she doing this now and like 10 minutes ago she was cool with it i mean any thoughts i will say that i like the, the shiv roller coaster so to speak on social media as the episode began the one consensus that formed early was all right there's no way that shiv is going to kind of be the winner because she's too high riding in right and so then she didn't win but she didn't lose either she kind of tied and it ends up in a loveless marriage, I'm pretty sure that final shot of them in the car is directly uh, cribbing from the, the graduate, whether you want to call it an homage or whatever. It's like, all right, we did the thing. Now what? You know, are they going to be trapped in a loveless marriage with a child that perpetuates this cycle all over again? And then, you know, Shiv is going to want her child to make not make the mistakes that she made, that her parents made. And, you know, that's a whole thing. Again, you, you like to bring the, the shows full circle and everyone, you know, loves talking about children and the, the life cycle and all that. So I think all that stuff made sense. You do get the idea that Shiv finally just was like, all right, I'm going to be honest with everybody. And I love her when she's, you know, really confident in everything in the way she kind of took her lumps when she heard that she was out as CEO. You know, she got mad for a minute and then she was just came up to, you know, Roman and Kendall's like, all right, what do we do now? So I really like, you know, taking care of business, Shiv, and uh, 
you know, I think she was put in a lose-lose situation, unfortunately, but all things considered, I, I guess it could have gone worse for her. I mean, you could argue that she is theoretically best positioned of the siblings at the end of the series. What do you think about she? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I guess for me, the turning on him was kind of like, it seemed not necessarily forced, but just kind of like, you know, she was so angry about, about being back, you know, betrayed by Matson and then it going to Tom and then, and then just to kind of flip on the dime like that was just kind of like, eh. let me ask you this. At what point do you think Shiv made that decision? Was she playing it the whole way? Did she decide while they were taking the vote because she came up towards the end? Just at what point do you think she knew that this was what she was going to do? I think when she sat down in the room, I think up when until she, I think then she... it was in the, I was going to say when low, when, uh, when Kendall sat at Logan's desk. For yeah. some reason, that rubbed me a little bit. I don't know. She kind of gave a weird look or whatever. I've been, just been trying to pinpoint, you know, what was the exact moment of the thing that was said or whatever that just secured in her mind, like, oh yeah, like he can't have this job. Well, I think I think it's I think it was more so kind of she realized, okay, well, I don't want it to be him because of all those things that just happened with him, you know, the way he's acting, and I never wanted it to be him. But now I have an out. She didn't have an out before. Now she has an out because she know it's she you know she knows it's Tom, and so I just I don't know man I think I think she kind of she she played it well to be able to kind of not necessarily win but like you said not lose. Any thoughts on why she stayed with Tom? Do you think it was the pregnancy? Does she really want to give him a shot? Was it just trying to stay in the game? Any any thoughts at all about why? Because I think she talked to him about giving it another shot before she knew that he was going to be tapped. Yep, she did. Because I think she's trying to, it would make it a lot easier. She was thinking for her as a CEO to not have to step in and imme- immediately, you know, talk about a divorce. I think it would make it a lot easier for her. So I think it was strategic, just like everything she does. Yeah, well, it would be incredibly convenient because you would be married to your husband. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then we think of the scheduling. It's, it's mess free. Yeah, you've fallen in love, finally. You've uh, you've you've fallen in love with our scheduling opportunities. Uh huh. That was a move. All right. I think it was a move. Uh, and it just it's just easiest, you know. Mills, before we talk about Ken Dog or, or Roman, any thoughts on how the Roy siblings interacted on their little uh, Caribbean air clear? Is that the last time that they'll actually enjoy being in each other's company? I mean, th- this is going to be a tough one for them to kind of smooth over. Yeah, I think the best case scenario, you're looking at like a Ewan Logan situation, right? And that's maybe at the best. I think you're definitely going to get some heavy estrangement here. Honestly, though, the three of them, that was my favorite part of the episode. You get almost four or five various scenes of them between like the kind of first initial meeting. Well, they all arrive and then they go down to the beach and then they have the dinner and then the talk after and then the scene in the kitchen. And uh, that was just you know, hands down, I think my absolute favorite part of the episode, just everything about it worked. And I think the way they interacted was pretty real and it tracked for all the series had been. I think they all had to kind of swallow some pride a little bit, admit who could do what and to kind of tap Kendall. And they went through the whole crowning and everything. Definitely got a little bit of a Cal Drogo giving uh, Viserys his uh, golden crown in Game of Thrones kind of deal there when they crowned him. So I almost had a little bit of an impending doom kind of thing. And, uh, you know, shout out Jeremy Strong says he's a method method actor. You know, he said he actually drank like all the shit that they put in that. Like he actually drank it. He says that was the the shit. Oh, including Shiv's spit. 
Yikes. Yeah, I noted that. Remember her spitting in the book earlier in the series? I was like, she just talked to Lugie in there right before she gave it to him, didn't she? Yep, she definitely did. That might be against various health codes. Incredible backdrop. It looked so well, you know, so well done. The way it looked kind of with that tree as they're sitting around the hot tub there at the end of the night, you know, talking. And then they're, you know, I love that scene where Ken kind of swims and, you know, out to the dock and then Shiv and, and, and um, uh, Roman are speaking, kind of deciding on what they can do. And part of you is like, is something going to happen to to, to uh, Ken? You know, is he going to get bitten by a shark? Is a lot of predictions for the water and shout out the shark line. There's no bad sharks in Bim, baby. They're North Atlantic. Well, they can commute. All the seas, in case you didn't know this, are connected. It's like a huge water subway for things that want to eat me. That's a very good one from, from Roman. Uh, really enjoyed that. And uh, also, uh, shout out to, uh, to your boy here, man, with, uh, with the cheese. I'm sorry, mommy. Don't get down on Peter's special I cheese. Jesus. <laughs> when I brought that over in a hanky. Don't get down on I'm so sorry, mommy. I licked it all over. I'm so sorry, mommy. I licked your cheese. I can't stop licking his cheese. Shout out Peter. He was a, a lot of fun here. And especially because when this is all happening, I'm like, huh, I wonder why Caroline really wanted him down here. Maybe she's making a move or something. No, it turns out that she had them there so Peter's boy could pitch him on what sounds like some uh, retirement ripoff scheme. So, uh, yep, that was that was just a nice little sidebar to the whole thing. It, it was funny, too. And he's like, is he is he pitching us right now? Like they almost like in disbelief. All right, man. How about your boy? Ken dog. Maybe he's going into Cypress Hill. Maybe not. He said he might die if he didn't get the CEO job, and he didn't get it. Just how broken is Kendall after being well shivved by Shiv the Shiv? Oh, he got shivved hard in the in you know stabbed in the back all the way directly through to the heart. I'm worried about Ken, man. He needed that. He needed that. His confidence needed it. His whole persona, his whole ability to be a person and and find his purpose needed that. You saw him just meandering around in the in the park, just walking without purpose, just nothing to him, dude. And uh, I'm worried about him, man. I didn't like that scene. Uh, it just, it sucks that, you know, you saw him kind of do so well with whole the living plus and then at the dad's funeral. And the, you know, it's like, man, he felt like he was really ready for it. And he was this close, you know, he was this close. And just to be screwed over by his own sister. I hate it for him, man. I really do. He just wanted it too much. It felt right. It was just, just too much. And I was definitely worried at the end here. I, I was just getting vibes. I'm like, man, he said he would die if he didn't get this job. And Colin's there. I'm like, is he going to pay Colin to like push him in front of a bus or something just so he can leave the money for the kids and just be done or something like that? I, I was definitely really worried about him. And then again, with the water there, it is a little bit foreboding that final shot. I don't know, man. The thing is like he had a chance to carry on his dad's legacy, which was so huge. I don't know that Ken would ever be able to create that type of legacy from scratch. Right. And so like, I don't know, man, that was his, you heard him say it like from the time he was seven, like that was his whole purpose for everything. And uh, yeah. Yeah, But Logan also told all of them at one point, like they all thought they would be the one. And that's definitely a a very Logan thing to do. He was definitely screwed up from the jump street, but he also here kind of goes over the edge a little bit, right? Like when he does the thing when Roman's kind of wavering and he goes to hug him and he just forces his stitches onto his shoulder until he actually pops one of them. And yeah. then when Shiv starts going at him, he almost, I mean, he kind of does touch Shiv, but he comes damn close to laying hands on her. And, yeah. and he just, I mean, when he's finally like, but I'm the eldest son, 
in the irony that he's not even the actual fucking eldest son. Right. It just seems like you know, at that point he's just laid bare. Just his sense of entitlement. They're all very fucking entitled. Don't get me wrong. But it's like he really just feels like it's just supposed to be him. And I think that just leads me to believe that he's fucked. I mean, you get the shot of leaving. He goes in the elevator by himself at the same time. Tom comes in with a fucking entourage like Ari Gold's going to be right there. And, you know, it's fucking 15 years ago or something. It was just a real just the the juxtaposition of that was just like, wow, you know, he's uh, I was sure we're going to get one last car ride. But I like the choice of having him by the water. Yeah. What about Roman? Uh, He doesn't seem to have improved much since the funeral episode. But will the sale going through maybe set him free finally? And maybe he's he's done with this whole burden of Logan and Roy Star and all this? Or or what's going on with him? What what do you think comes of this? Anything good? I think of them all, he is definitely right back where he started. Kind of sitting in a bar, he's gonna be some kind of weird, screwed up, rich party boy kind of dude. And that's that. I'd like to say that he, you know, really learned something or dealt with some of his grief or his, his daddy issues or whatever, but I don't really think he's dealt with him, and I don't think he can. You saw him panicking multiple times at the meeting. He he doesn't want to go in to vote. Then he doesn't want to go in for the picture. I think he's just got so much money now. He's just going to bury his head in the sand and just ostrich it out for the rest of his days. Yeah, I, I think the same. I mean, you'd like to say he's he's grown from, but even like a relationship where maybe he would have been able to grow, uh, Jerry, that's dead, right? He really doesn't have anything. I just I see him kind of just just kind of being a you know recluse a little bit with his cash um, and just being that weird messed up party guy. That's basically it. What about your boy, Greg, dude? This, this was the classic, classic tale of how to fail upward. I mean, it's, it's masterful and it seemed like the smartest he's ever been too. I mean, is he doomed to be gregging uh, for Tom until the end of time? Or do you think he's got something else up his sleeve? Well, he's already pulling down 200 K gregging for Tom with probably some ancillary benefits. So that's not bad. If you had to keep doing that, I, I think there are worse existences. Let's be honest here, man. Tom needs friends. He's going to be mad for a hot minute. Then he's going to get over it. Greg is just going to keep doing the weasel thing. He's going to continue to fail upward. And I mean, let's be honest here with the state of Tom and Shiv's marriage. Pretty soon. There's going to probably be some extracurriculars. They're going to both be doing their own thing again. So Tom is going to need the disgusting brothers to be back in action. I think. Yeah, I think Greg, I think Greg has certainly gone from the bottom of the pack here, you know, when he first He's outlasting Tom. We're not now. doing predictions, but I'm saying he's outlasting Tom at Gojo. He's I think Greg is is he's like he'll live forever, dude. It doesn't matter who's in power, he'll he'll find a way. Walks between the raindrops that one does. How about my other boy, dude? How about Matson? It seems like the show kept kind of shifting between suggesting he's, you know, like a Logan tier level fucking genius strategist, or he's just like a complete fraud. I don't know, man. Where do you kind of land on Max at the end of the day? I kind of hate that he, that he, that he won. You know, he just, he just kind of had this, he's just this cocky, arrogant asshole kind of, and he, and he, he figured out his way. And I don't know that he's as real as he made himself out to be. I think Ken and Roman might've been onto the fact that he might be bullshit. And it doesn't matter now because the deal went through and he's got it and he can bullshit him way through, you know, whatever. But now he's got this huge, massive, too big to fail type thing, right? But I wasn't, I didn't really like Matson. I mean, he was great for some one-liners, um, but I, you know, my my heart was like, you know, I'm not super happy that he that he wins in the end. Let me put it to you this way, I guess he was probably the you know the quote unquote big bad of the series. If you discount Logan Roy, was he worthy of that role? Do you think? 
it was only a season and a half, right? So I mean, less than half the, the time. I, I I guess maybe the reason why it works, I think, is because there's so much internal big bad between the family members screwing each other that I think that it he 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 was what he needed to be. Right in Game of Thrones parlance, he was the White Walkers, and everything else what was you know was was going on in King's Landing or what have you. Right. Uh, the only thing I would have liked is I know this was way not their style, but if they would have just done one post credit stinger and it was just like a quick news conference with Ebba holding up the blood bricks or something like that, I would have loved that just that tiny little bit. I know that's way against what they normally do, but I think that would have been super awesome. What about the uh, the election? Let's talk about that. Do you mind the fact that they barely mentioned it? I mean, they, they made it such a big part of the season and everything was kind of leading up to the election. It was a crazy episode, but it's kind of a dead storyline now, right? I mean, we don't know who's going to win the presidency. It doesn't seem to matter. It's just kind of like it was a lot of build up to just kind of a little bit of a fizzle for me. See, that seems obvious to me. I think, A, you've got the condensed timeline. So because of that, there was just no way to kind of get a, a logical conclusion because it was going to take a long time. You hear about you know the courts in Wisconsin or whatever. But this most obviously seems like a storyline that would have carried over into season five had they kept it going. I think they yeah. just ran out of time to be able to close everything off. And I think that was one that was probably intended to keep running for a while because then you get into the, you know, does make and win the relationship with the news and the, you know, that could have been a new way to go after the so-called succession happened or something, maybe. All right, man. Now that we've seen the whole season, are we still cool with the decision to kill Logan off pretty early? And are you good with the way they kind of, uh, you know, judiciously used Logan after his death? I think I think I'm cool with the fact that they killed him off in episode three. Looking back, I think it was the right thing to do. And it really allowed just some tremendous acting and character development work to play itself out over the last you know seven episodes. And it really showed that the show could go on without him, that that's how great these characters are. And that's how cool the story is um, that they were able to put together seven episodes without him. So I think I'm OK with that. Um, I would have liked to get a little bit more Logan. I, I get that they didn't want to do it and make it kind of overkill and just kind of abuse it and put him in every episode. But I think getting a little bit more of them would have been would have been cooler and something maybe a little bit different than just like old videos. Yeah, I think this is the one spot they had a no flashbacks rule. I would have just broken it here. I would have just said, screw it, because I know it opens up a whole can of worms and you want to see more stuff, what happened with the kids and their childhood and everything. But even to just do some just some little bit, just to let Brian Cox shine a little bit more. And it was fun, you know, the way they used him. I would have been cool with the dream sequence, basically anything. Again, it kind of comes down to the condensed timeline. They're covering just such a small piece of the, the calendar here that there's only so much you could do with it, I think. Yeah. How do you feel about your fellow Greybeards, Magna Mills? Oh, man, are they going to do it again? I don't think so. I mean, th from the way I took it, I think Frank, Carl, and Hugo are all out. Caroline is in, and maybe potentially Jerry. I don't know. probably depends on her payoff. I just love all of these characters. I thought they were all awesome. And, you know, maybe we'll talk about this towards the end. But if we could get a spinoff, I would love like a Golden Girl style spinoff where they all retire to like the same community in Florida. They don't necessarily have to live together, maybe on the same floor of the same building or something. And you kind of just do like a Golden Girls thing with them. I think that would just be absolutely fantastic. And I'd love to see it. They just grow old together. Yeah, uh, I would. I would like that as well. Uh, moving on. I think that. Uh, oh, dude, 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 don't you hold up a minute. What? What? What's up? Uh, dude, kind of like Britney Spears. Uh, oops. Uh, we did it again. What? 
we forgot about Connor. Any uh, final thoughts on Connor and your girl Willa? I, I mean Wilma. Wilma. Yeah, I'm not feeling so great about that marriage between uh, Wilma and, and Connor. Um, you know, come to find out now, she's basically going on a thing with with the house and having people come and she's going to be doing her acting stuff and she's not going with Connor. I see Connor maybe making it seven calendar days uh, before he gives up and, and comes back home. I don't know that that's going to be a tough one. I think that could be its own reality TV series, just following around, you know, Connor and, and, and Willa. I would be down for her little kind of version of a home improvement thing where she like does a room every month or something like that. Dude, one of the best parts of the episode is when she's talking about it all, and that's where we hear about the election stuff, and I think Shiv brings it up, and she's like, Mencken might not make it, and so maybe you might get to keep them all yourself. Oh, great. I think I'm going to take this letter opener. And the look on her face is like, she's like, oh, no, he's going to have to stay. Dude, Connor's done. They're going to be married, and she is just going to milk him until he is dry and not in the fun way. Oh, yeah. She'll be milking. It might have been cheaper just to give her the hundred mil he spent building up his con heads. Like, just cut yeah. out the middleman. Here's the hundred mil. I'll see you later. We're done. We're going to save money in the long run. The thing we'll probably miss the most about Succession is just the spectacular dialogue. I mean, shit, man. Do you know anybody who actually talks like this? It's it's remarkable. It's time for us each to give our favorite quote from the finale. Um, I'm up first here, Magna Mills, and I'm going with something kind of a little bit on on the deeper note, but not, you know. I'm simply saying he said a lot of things and he said them to me first. Yeah, and he said it to me last. There's something to be said about this, man, because even though Logan absolutely told Pinky that she was going to be the one and he absolutely told Roman he was going to be the one, let's not forget that the first episode of this series, he told Ken he was going to be the one and it was Ken's day. I think there's something to that, man. And then we kind of get the last scene of the of the series is, you know, focused on Ken, Ken just kind of getting robbed of it a little bit. Oh, Jamie G, I am going to take a little bit of license here and say, like, you know what? I, this can't really count because it's actually not Kendall, but it's Shiv and Roman talking about murdering Kendall and then pretending to be him and doing their Kendall voices. You just try to murder me? That is... So, not actually what you're meant to do, and it is not a good thing to do. You guys actually just murdered me. You guys are the worst. How <laughs> dare you? That wasn't really a quote, and it doesn't count. And you know what else probably doesn't count? But people said words, and I laughed harder than I'd maybe laughed in forever. And that's uh, when Roman decides to lick Peter's special cheese. Sorry, Peter. Don't lick Peter's cheese. Oh, oh my God. God. That is oh, God. so, so, so gross. Uh, so I'm so sorry, Mommy. Don't go down on Peter's special cheese. <laughs> but if you had to go with a quote, I'm glad you didn't steal this one from me here. And it's, of course, you know, when you got the Roy siblings going at each other, and Shiv says, You grabbed the crown and pushed me out. So I don't know why I'm the cunt here. Cunt is as cunt does. <laughs> Amazing. Wow, Cicero on the on the wheels of steel. I played it better. So why don't you take it like a man and just eat it? My, what a lovely evening on the terrace. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? This, this is crazy, but it's our last burn ward ever. Just how bad is it, buddy? Break it down for us. 
Were those burn ward victims in the parking lot, or are we just at this stage of capitalism? Well, it is a little bit late in the game, uh, let's be honest here. And speaking of let's be honest, look at Roman and Shiv being honest about their leadership abilities. Can't be him, though. But it really can't be you. Well, okay, I hate him, but I fear you. He would be unbearable, and you would be a disaster. Hey, Shiv, would you say that to Kendall's face? I don't think you'd be good at it. Every once in a while, Kendall lets a nugget of truth slip past the goalie. I don't know. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Okay? And then on the other hand, you have Matson. I know everything. Okay. You do. I think you, I mean, you do, man. I do. <laughs> yeah. But does he? I mean, he played Shiv perfectly, right? Matson took me seriously. Or he played you like a big fiddle. Like a pregnant cello. Honestly, man, it's kind of odd that Kendall would try so hard to get this particular job. I don't know, man. It's it, like, it's, it's a fucking horrible job that clearly kills you. Hey, Kendall, while you're at it, what do you think about Stewie? You're, you're a grilled cheese with a suck dick. Gotta love the episode because Shiv comes in hot and she's got everybody in her sights. First, it's K-Dog. He's wonked. So that means we got <laughs> Kendall in the trunk all trussed up and ready to fucking bake. Then it's Roman. That's fucking, and Roman not even show up from whatever jerk dungeon he's being pity spanked in. And finally, Tom. He is very plausible corporate matter, but he's also just a highly interchangeable modular part. And I would say that to his face. Actually, Tom gets a double barrel here. Tom will honestly suck the biggest dick in the room. Hey, Caroline, what do you think about Peter's special cheese? I made that mistake myself. His special cheese, he gets really boring about it. Sometimes. I think his parents genuinely enjoyed dunking on Roman. I couldn't look at it when he first arrived. At least Caroline seems to be honest about what the kids think of her. It's nice to see you've got something to agree about, besides what a terrible mother I am. Oh, well, we'll never disagree on that, Bob. Yeah, I'm sure. Holy shit, dude, I think Roman figured out how Logan could have been a better parent. Wow, so you'll, like, get us a job at the mall and, like, teach us the value of real money? Maybe, just maybe, all of Roman's weird fetishes come from his parents. You trying to tie mommy's apron strings around Roman's nuts? Kendall might have had Roman's back when they were younger, but not now. And we can't say it's Roman, because he lacks heft and he, he looks pathetic, and he might flop. Roman, any response to Kendall? Shit, fucking hate you. While you're at it, Roman, what do you think of yourself and your siblings? You are bullshit. You're fucking bullshit, man. I'm fucking bullshit. She's bullshit. It's all fucking nothing. Man, I'm telling you this because I, I know it, okay? We're nothing. Gotta love how as soon as Tom gets the good news from Madsen, he immediately shits on Greg. You're gonna get castrated on pay, like decimated. But and he keeps it going with Hugo in the end. Let's chat. I got you. Where's Carolina? Carolina? Hey, uh, Frank and Carl, any thoughts on Tom as the new CEO? What do you think? I'm thinking we should have slit his throat in the cradle. Well, it goes without saying. Hey, Tom, any response to them? Frank, dead. Carl, dead. Really don't need those two old cunts on my shoulder. Man, you good to move on? Or do you uh, Do you have to do the fabulous thing here? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm drinking, man. Give me like uh, as quick as a tick of a New York minute, all right? Well, now that you've done the fabulous thing and taken a minute to breathe, what's our Madsen moment from the finale? Jamie G, 
sometimes you just know when you look at somebody and you're uh, you're a bit clickety click. If you know what I'm saying. We're a bit clickety clickly. If you know what I'm saying. Right, like a little bit. I want to fuck her on a little bit, and I think under. Sorry to get weird, but like the right circumstances. I think she'd fuck me too. I can't deal with the mess of that. You know? So then I was thinking, well, if I can have fucking anyone in the world, <laughs> why don't I get the guy who put the baby inside her instead of the baby lady? Man, I, I don't want to neglect the West Coasters here. Shout out to Tupac. So how do you want it? Should we do the rankings or the grades first? Shit, what's up? Am I a fool or what? Positions on the floor, it's like erotic, ironic because I'm somewhat psychotic. I'm hitting switches on bitches like I've been fixed with hydraulics. Yep, that's how do you want it? I guess you passed on deciding. So, you know what? We'll go with the final edition of the Roy rankings. This is literally a final countdown. So, Mills, you have to deliver the full Monty here, the entire Fantastic Voyage Extended Mix version of the final Roy rankings. You just want to see people getting out of the trunk for seven minutes. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Yes. All right, we wound up ranking 26 characters. I'm going to try to move through these fairly quickly because that's a big number. I know math. At the bottom, 26, New Jess. 25, Carrie. 24, Colin. 23, Rava. 22, Ewan. 21, Connor. 20, Kendog. 19, Marsha. 18, Oscar. And three-way tie for 15, Caroline, Sandy, Stewie, 14, Hugo, 13, Logan Roy, 12, Roman Roy. Now we have a tie for 10 between Carl and Eva. Shout out uh, Madsen support staff there. Nine, Frank. And then we have a three-way tie for six between Carolina, Jared Mankin, and Willa. On to the top five. At five, we have Cousin Greg. At four, we have Jerry. At three, we have Shivroy. And up top, we have a tie for number one between Tom and Lucas Matz. I think we need a buffer between the rankings and the grades. Am I right? You know what makes a good buffer? Well, if I didn't know and respect her, I'd say your mother. So I guess I'll go with my mother. Maybe Marsha. I mean, she was a hot funeral lady, right? Fuck, dude. We really need to like plan things out in advance or something. Yeah, I'll give you one chance to bail yourself out of the mess that you've created here. Um, let me just paraphrase Michael Buffer. Let's get ready for t-shirts. Also works for minor league baseball. Indiana Jones says, That belongs in a museum. When it comes to succession, we only care about what belongs on a t-shirt. Mills, give us some t-shirt options from With Open Eyes. I keep thinking this is the Eyes Wide Shut spinoff we didn't get. And speaking mm -hmm. of Eyes Wide Shut, the Jerk Dungeon sounds like an excellent name for a private BDSM club. And the old salami line sounds like a male strip club that's at a renovated factory. And I believe when somebody asked Andrew Dice Clay while he's still touring, he said, Cuz money, honey. And uh, face eggs, <laughs> exotic STD or obscure sex move. You decide. All right, on to the t-shirts. First, you got Pain Sponge. That's the name of the band Tom is going to form after being fired next month. So it's kind of like a band t-shirt, you know, Pain Sponge. Then you have Joan of Waystar. It's pretty much Shiv doing a Joan of Arc thing in front of a Waystar logo. Self-explanatory. Then you have Clickety Clickety. 
You kind of got the deal where you got a heart with two halves. Matson's in one half. Shiv's in the other half. They clickety-clickety each other. Then you've got full quad. It's basically you got Connor, Kendall, Shiv, and Roman. But Connor is kind of like crossed out. And you got Greg pasted over him for the full quad. And then a meal fit for a king. This is what I can see easily. It's just Kendall with that blender on his head and shit dripping down. A meal fit for a king. And then finally, of course, you have cunt is as cunt does. Kendall is dressed up like Forrest Gump, sitting on a bench while Shiv sneaks up behind him. And uh, Jamie G, just clear your brain. When I say the incredible fuck brother bandwagon, what's the first thing that pops in your head? Hardcore wrestler from the 1980s, man. Like some sort of some sort of tag team group or something. Boring in Japan. Circus sex tour. That's what I had. Circus sex tour is what it <laughs> sounds like. Right? It's kind of incredible. I don't circus sex tour. That's what I got. Wow. Well, consider the bush beaten around. It's time to give a grade to, with open eyes, the series finale of Succession. I think it's fitting that we grade each episode on a scale of 1 to 10. Shiv's in the back. For this one, man, I'm giving this a um, a solid 9.2. Shiv's in the back. Really good. Um, again, I love the show, and it was everything that you love about it. Just an outstanding episode of television. And it didn't feel like 90 minutes. It kind of went by pretty quick. And I think that's that tells you in your left wanting more. 9.2 shivs in the back. I'm going to be finally going up on you. And I'm not even going to price this right you. I'm going to like double my gum you. I'm going to two up. Give me 9.4 shivs in the back. And it's a good shivs. Like, the like you know, you took time. You got a workshop in your garage, that kind of thing. It's just not like, you know, a toothbrush and a piece of sandpaper or something in prison. Gotta, you know, you yeah. know my shivs. High quality shivs. You know my shivs, baby. And dude, this is making me sad because right now we normally give our predictions, but there are no more predictions left to give. Uh, let's have a little fun. Jamie G, pitch me your favorite succession spinoff idea, not counting my Golden Girls gem. The Shiv divorce, the Shiv and Tom divorce would be a great one. But I'm actually gonna go with the Kendall, uh, the Kendall alternative company where he tries to just basically make Tom and Shiv's life's a living hell. Like when he goes like crazy in that season where he's like playing Nirvana, rape me and stuff. And he's like, just, you know, he's on a, he's on one dude. Have him do, have him be that guy where he just gets like a bunch of private equity money or uses his own money and tries to just start like a, like a competitive, uh, competitive, you know, channel to, to just mess with them. I, I just, I think that would be funny. Well, if you just let me pee pee real quick and polish your pitch, I'm just going to say have him do a dirty work thing, you know, where he, he does like a revenge for hire business with an ultimate goal of getting back at Shiv and Tom. That would be cool. And I kind of want to do a, a movie thing as well. I want to do a Brewster's Millions kind of thing with Willa. Basically, it's just a scenario where she has to spend as much of Connor's money as fast as possible. She's already got the cow print couch coming. I think she's off to a good start. JBG, which succession character would be best suited for an animated series and why? Roman would be so great on like the adult swim, but I'm, I'm actually going to go Connor just because he's so bizarre and weird. And I would like to see him like turn into some like crazy, like, like American superhero who just like messes everything up, but somehow so solves the day too. Kind of like blank man, but like, I don't know, Connor style. Uh, I'm going to go Connor. All right, fair enough. See, this is easy. I know we're not competing, but I'm going to win this one because it's, dude, you have to go with the animated adventures of the Disgusting Brothers. There is just so much there 
that can be so much fun. And it could be like Adult Swim, Cross with Max, Cross with HBO, whatever the fuck they're doing. And if you want to do the you know crossover property thing, cross it over with the Ventures Brothers. I think that would be perfect. Slightly more serious note, what's one thing you wanted to see on Succession that we didn't get? A happy ending. I know that's cheesy, but like we didn't really get a happy ending. We, you know, we didn't get like kind of like, is anyone going to be okay here? I don't think so. I mean, I'm pretty sure cousin Greg got a happy ending the night he went out with Madsen, but he did. He did. You know what? I'm going to go with a kind of a sitcom trope that we didn't get here. And I'm going to go with like the drug episode. Say they're at a Christmas dinner and someone puts some, I don't know, LSD in the eggnog or something like that. Just You just end up with all the Roy's in the same place at the same time, just tripping their balls off. I think that would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> and, you know, fairly common sitcom trope. We like that one at least now in this day and age. How about it, man? Would your series MVP be any different than your final number one overall in your Roy rankings? Probably. Probably. I, I don't know that I have Tom as my series MVP, even though he was my number one in this final one. So, yeah, I think it would probably be slightly different. Same. I think it for me, it would be Logan. I think he's still my series MVP. I think that yep. one feels pretty clear to me. All right, man. Who is the, the one character that you wish we'd gotten more of in succession? Honestly, I wish we would have gotten a little bit more, uh, a little bit more Colin. I, I think that I think Colin was cool. I, I would have liked him a little bit. Thought about going with Colin, very interesting, but I, you know what? Give me more Peter, dude. Uh, he was barely in it, but every time he was in it, he was so much fun because he's just so low on the totem pole that literally everybody just lines up to dunk on him, and I think it's just amazing. He's just the worst, and it's awesome. All right, man, uh, I, anything else before we sign off? Just look, it was an incredible four seasons, I respect that they ended it here. However, I wish they would have went five. Uh, I'll leave it there. But it, it it was really good television, man. I'm I'm so happy and thankful for this show. They did a great job with it. I just want to say that. Just want to say, HBO, it was really fucking shitty of you to have the succession and Barry Finale's on the same night, on the Sunday of a holiday weekend, no less. Your decision was yeah. bad, and you should feel bad. And also, your rebrand to Max, also bad. What do you think, man? Is this it for Suck 10? And will we will we get anything else? Spin-off, movie? Like, what, what do you think? Well, I think as far as Suck 10, we at least have a series wrap-up in us. HBO is not big on the spin-off thing, so I, I, I'm, I'd like to, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, beyond all that, man, fuck, man. I don't know. I guess since we've done and said the worst things, we're, we're kind of free, right? Anything else before we get out of here? All right, correction. We still got a couple of the worst things left in the tank. I knew Tom was a winner when I heard him give the best job description for a wingman that I've ever heard. So, you know, to jump in on the little, you know, little awkward social beats, you gotta be like, like fucking social putty. Back in my day, all trussed up and ready to fucking bake meant you were going outside during the winter to blaze one. Shiv has the same opinion of Stewie as my ex-wives have of me. He talks a lot of shit, but I think he's, he's gonna stay. He's not gonna split. Whenever I ask, are there any positives to the nightmare we've shared? She just says alimony in my lawyer laughs at me. Credit to Shiv, who really figured out the dilemma facing Comedy Central over the past decade or so. Hey, what's it going to do without all the, the sexist and homophobic jokes? Thanks for the tip, Caroline. This might be the most interesting Airbnb description I've ever seen. 
that horrible place where I think someone from Pink Floyd did a poo in the swimming pool. Even when he's being smart, Cousin Greg sounds like someone who just dropped acid for the first time. Dude, I'm in the center of the fucking universe with, like, knowledge to, to fucking, like, take down solar systems, man. I should have known that my third marriage was doomed when my fiance noted in her vows that while she might not really love me, she would provide a really solid basic level of care. Schiff provides an excellent description of my fifth honeymoon, which was at a nearby Six Flags amusement park with a campground. This is ugly and this is bad. It doesn't feel great. The great reallocation is the nicest way I've ever heard of to describe fighting over a dead man's belongings. And Jamie G, I don't know about you, but I think the party that Matson's gonna throw to celebrate the first time he and Shiv do the horizontal hokey pokey will be called fairly explosive megafuck. And finally, I'm very excited to report we know the tagline for John Thundergun's autobiography. More fucking hanging than a dictator's birthday. Thank you guys for checking out Suck 10. It has been a fun, fun, fun ride. We really appreciate you joining us on your succession journey. If you enjoyed this, you'll probably enjoy some of our other content, so be sure you check it out if you get a chance. Magna Mills, it's a finale. I'm a mess. What am I forgetting here? Uh, just the basic shit, man. Suck 10, presented by regular Dudes Watch Stuff. Find us wherever you get your pods. On social media, at Dudes Watch Stuff. Find us on the YouTube. Just give us a search. If you have fun, give us a thumb. Really helps people find the show. That's what I mean. You, you can forget real easy, like the flaps on your landing. Follow, like, and please subscribe. You don't want to forget that. It helps other people find the show. Helps you land the plane safely. And did Succession land the plane safely? Let us know on those social meds in the comment section of the YouTube video, on our podcast page, wherever you get them. It's fun. We hope you had fun. And we will be back with a little bit of a wrap-up for Season 4 and the series. So please, check it out. On behalf of myself, Magna Mills, and Jamie G, the only disgusting brothers left doing business now, we're it. Only ones. Please remember, can't make Tomlin without breaking some grace. Well... These hands aren't gonna fuck themselves, so... Go get yourself some Greglets. Preferably not ones making 200k a year.